Hey, what's up, anime fans? This is the 18th episode of the Rayshon Gatson Anime Podcast, or RGAT for short. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking Dragon Ball with my favorite guest from the podcast, Dragon Ball Super Dope. We'll be talking about the latest news about the upcoming Dragon Ball Super Heroes movie. And also, we'll be making our predictions for Chapter 75 of the Dragon Ball Super manga. If that has you interested, if you are hyped, then sit on back and enjoy the ride. Because we got shit to talk about. So this will be bringing us to the our 18th episode of the uh, Rayshon Gatson Anime Podcast, RR Gap for short. And today we're basically just going to be talking about the Dragon Ball Z movie and also a little bit about the manga since we haven't we didn't discuss it um, last week when it came out. So we're just going to kind of talk about it and our uh, predictions of what we think is going to happen in the next chapter. So basically, um, within this whole month, we've been getting a lot of Dragon Ball content. Basically, we've been getting a lot of news first with the manga coming out and then basically giving us the news that the movie was coming out. The movie's coming out. And based on everything I've heard about the movie, I'm I'm kind of in a iffy category on if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be better than Broly. Because I think I'm more in that type of movie mindset. Like, I like having a hardcore fight fight type of movie. And I really like Goku as a character. So if the if the movie's not really centered around Goku, it's really... Uh, that's just me. But what is, what's your thoughts? Well, uh, Dragon Ball... Oh, also, first, before you tell me your thoughts, can you introduce yourself real quick? Oh, yeah, duh. I fucking just... Because we've been talking for a minute. We kind of lost the, <laughs> the fact that we're doing a podcast here. Hey, what's up? Rayshawn, uh, Kyle from Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, big month for Dragon Ball news between the chapter 74 for Super with uh, Vegeta's new transformation. We'll talk about that afterwards because I think the big news for the month is we, we got a bunch of new information that came out from the San Diego Comic-Con at home panel. So a couple people who work, one for work, one who works for Toei, one who works for Shueisha and Moscow Nozawa, the voice actress for Goku. They like do this questionnaire thing and they they show us like a, you know, a few character sheets, and they give us the title of the movie. So the title of the movie is Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yes, that's not that creative. <laughs> and like, the, what was worse is like they waited till the very, very end of this panel to give us the title. And like, once I, I realized they've given us the title at the end, I'm like, great, this is gonna be a great way to top it off. They're gonna give us some kind of big hint. Nope, they're just gonna give us a stupid title like that where the word super is in it twice in a row. And you know, they probably thought about that like hundreds of times. And then they just was like, that's the shit. <laughs> that's or, it. or they just thought about it once and they were like, you know what? Good enough. I work you here know, this time. I guess you think because the last movie was what? Dragon Ball Z Super Broly. So I mean, they not really pit that much. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, I, I somebody said that to me the other day. They're like, yeah, but Dragon Ball Super Broly, like, come on, it's a stupid title too. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, but... I just never thought about that title. I never questioned it being stupid or not because it was the Broly movie. So to call it Broly. Yeah. 
So you, you, you think since it, it, was, it. it was just, you know, right in your face what the movie is going to be about in the title? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, if we're going, if that's any kind of indication as to what this movie is going to be about, we can expect to see some some kind of superhero. Yeah, I'm suspecting this to be more of a Gohan-centric movie just because of just how the feel is, especially since they got, like, an older version of Pan. Yeah, dude, that was the biggest reveal from, I think, I, I, in my opinion, the biggest reveal from this thing was that the character design sheets they showed, Pan, Piccolo, two fucking characters pointing toward Gohan, mm-hmm. uh, and Krillin as a cop, like, who gives a shit, but Pan aged up through years? I had yeah. everybody freaked out, man, we can't wait to see what that means. Because everybody's been waiting for us to get past the time skip, and I'm actually, I'm waiting too, because I actually thought, um, I had to look up and see how old they were as at the end of Z to see if they still like had enough like time to be fighting. Cause you know, it was like, they keep, they fighting like physique to the age of 80 or something like that. Yeah. So I wasn't like trying to like, Oh shit, how old are they at the end of Z? And I think they're only like 40 and 50. So it's like, yeah, they it's still some good shit they can do after um Dragon Ball Z. But 100%. see, I th- when I think about it, like if I was like a uh, Toriyama, I don't know if I would want someone to, add on to my creation why not i don't know i just don't know if i would want someone to i feel like i think since he's still here yeah he should if he was dead no you shouldn't but i don't know if i would want like especially if i'm not the person like really moving the screens because i feel like like the manga i like how the manga is it's written good but i just feel like the story of how it's going it's just it's different than how toriyama used to write in dragon ball z well I'm doing uh I'm kind of jumping all over the map in terms of what I'm watching for Dragon Ball right now with some stuff we're doing in our Discord on Saturday night. So mm-hmm. last week we did like a because of chapter 74 a badass Vegeta chapter. We watched like a bunch of underappreciated Vegeta moments. Uh last night I was trying to watch a bunch of great Saiyaman moments because I'm convinced this movie Dragon Ball Super Superhero is going to have the superhero of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Great Simon. Uh but it Oh, I made his wife too. I just forgot about her. Yo, and then Pan, five year old little kindergartner. She's the great Simon number three. Oh hell yeah, dude. I can see it's gonna be a family affair. I, I can see that. It might have Goku because I feel like it's always what the father is the hero and then the son is the savior. Yeah. Who who I don't know, man. Honestly. This movie could be a lot of different things. It really um, can. <laughs> like it's so vague. It, just in terms of the story, like it could be a lot of different things. I got a whole pitch about, and th- this is like absolute best case scenario. Like this is what I would like to see from my own dream movie for this. Cause like given what we know about it anyway, I'm not a big fan of what they're looking to do with the CGI stuff. Um, yeah. I'm honestly kind of impart. Like I say impartial. I wish they just kept it from the last movie. The last movie was beautiful, in my opinion. I heard that's the CGI they the CGI they're, they're going to use. See, we don't know that. We don't know how much CGI they will or will not use. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I'm I, that's I just I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah, the problem <laughs> with the demonstration they gave us because at the San Diego Comic Con thing, what they did was before they gave us a title, they gave us like a little that little trailer bullcrap see that's the thing it's like what the fuck do you call it it's not a tra- it's not a trailer it's not a clip from the movie it's, it's, not not, it's just either. goku jumping around <laughs> i i called it a demonstration when we talked about it the other day 
and think you know like you said he's jumping around and shit it reminded me of that first trailer we got for the broly movie when he's just warming up in the middle of the ice and just yeah. jumping around and i'm like yo it looks so beautiful going into that con or that that panel for the convention i was like yeah i would expect something on par with that trailer like a 10 second teaser give us the visual aesthetic give us a little taste of it let us get ready like that's how basically what I had in mind for expectations in terms of a trailer, maybe. And then they roll the clip and it's like Goku out in the middle of white space, like fucking walking down this orange thing and doing the same fucking bouncing up and down moves from that trailer from a couple of years ago that I was just talking about. And I just felt like I got super fucking trolled on top of all of it when I was just like, this doesn't even look that good. This looks like how a, a opening cut scene for fighters looks like not mm. not like bad, but like not what i expect when i watch a dragon ball anime i don't That's know I feel, like- I feel like dragon ball z um animation is always all over the place <laughs> like, like just like especially like like super like i real like when i first watched it i never realized how many like animation problems it had until like i rewatched it because i guess i'm such a fan of dragon ball and i first watch i'm just i'm not really looking for all that I feel you you shouldn't be if you are <laughs> there's something wrong with you there are people who do that shit though, just for like Twitter clout. Which I'm like, that's that's stupid. But you know, yeah. but I mean, uh, if you go back and look at old Z though. Even I'm watching a bunch of OG Dragon Ball recently. That's how I brought that up originally. Um, even OG Dragon Ball, there are definitely all sorts of animation mistakes throughout there as well. Like yeah. less than prime time shit. That's just. Uh, but you know what's funny? Because I prefer to watch the older Dragon Ball than Kai. I've never. I I just uh, I realized this the other day, and I said it out loud to somebody, and they didn't believe me. I I've never bothered to watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, I feel. I think I, the main reason I watched it because I think it was on Nick. Um, what was it? Nickelodeon or something? And it just always came. Yeah, on. I probably caught a few episodes on Nicktoon Kids or whatever it was, and that's the one where they make Popo like that weird blue, right? Yeah. Also. No, not in Kai. That's not Kai. Oh, Kai, okay. Kai is supposed. To, I think Kai was supposed to be like a good version of it. I haven't finished Kai because I've seen Z so much, and when I see a scene that's supposed to be there, not there, I just automatically go right back to Z. <laughs> I mean, like, no, yeah, because the- I mean, as whatever. Like, I understand the purpose of Dragon Ball Z Kai. It's like cut out all the shit that wasn't in the comic book, whatever. But some of my most favorite shit from Dragon Ball Z is the shit that wasn't in the comic book sometimes. Sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for bad reasons. Like, just give me the full series. Just give me the full 291. And then I think Z Kai is like 167 or something like that. Like, they cut out a huge... They they did cut out a lot of it. And I feel like you gotta really be like a real fan to really know. Because it'd be like certain moments I'd be like, no, that's just not... That's not the scene that's supposed to go here. And it's some stuff they can't take out because it's like so ingrained within the plot so they can't even take it out. I can't can't even think of like something exactly to say because I haven't seen Kai in so long. Some of the filler shit in Dragon Ball Z is some of the funnest shit. Like everything that happens between... um, end of cell and the beginning of boo in the other world tournament like that's some fan favorite iconic shit for people who like yeah. the anime not even really at all brought up in the manga it's not nothing nothing about it ever because it's a completely made up thing by toei and it's some of the funnest shit garlic jr i think that shit's fun as hell i do like that it. art you know what's crazy it's fun. since you said you've never seen kai i've never seen gt i've never Ooh. took the time to watch it because ever since when i once i was watching it and like got finished with z 
and people were telling me it wasn't canon. I just was like, dude, nope. canon and no, who cares? You like it? Uh, no, there's a lot of bad shit in Dragon Ball GT, <laughs> but there is some really fun, cool shit Who's... that I love. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I said if I, if I did watch it, I probably probably watched the last arc with the um trans um Shadow Dragons in the um, Omega Super Shadow Saiyan Four. Yeah, I mean Super Saiyan Four is established long before that, though. Um, you get. Uh, if you, I think even Funimation when they brought GT over to the states, like they condensed the first eighteen ish episodes, which is do you know the premise of GT? Yeah, ain't it's like um he turns into a kid and all that and stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't want to watch that the pan and the adventure <laughs> stuff. I don't really want to see all that. It's oh. crazy because I think how they did Goku as a kid was great, but Gohan as a kid, I didn't like Gohan as a kid. Thing. I just feel like there was so so much differences. Yeah, I mean, Goku's got the benefit of just straight up naivety and being dumb and living by himself for so long. Gohan's got like a dad to kind of protect him and you know keeps him a little soft and you know Chi Chi to fucking show him the ropes and shit. Uh, but yeah, G- uh, GT Goku gets wished back to a kid. Pilaf like gathers these special Red Star Dragon Balls, I believe. Uh, no, Red Star Black Star Dragon Balls. Duh. Uh, makes a his. I don't know. I forget what his wish is going to be. But then he bumps into Goku and he's like, oh, yeah, Goku, I remember you. You're a dick. I wish you were a little kid again. I'd kick your ass. And then the dragon hears it and he's like, all right, word. Yeah, okay. You're a little kid now, Goku. Pilaf made that wish accidentally because he's a dumbass. So the repercussions of that set of Dragon Balls is you have to regather the Dragon Balls again on that planet within one. It's a very fucking like... uh... That wish shouldn't have been able to have been granted. Well, either way, <laughs> they have to bring the Dragon Balls back to that. It's very convoluted. The They have to bring the Dragon Balls back to that planet within one year. They scatter across the entire galaxy. If they don't bring them back there within one year, then the planet will blow up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, yeah, I heard this. So the first 18 episodes is them just fucking doing goofy shit. Little kid Goku fucking wagging his dick around. Pan being annoying most of the time. And like considerably strong but like also the damsel in distress sometimes uh at the same time somehow and then you got trunks fucking taking a dump all over the fucking grown trunks uh appearance like you had little kid trunks to that point and you can yeah. tell like little kid trunks and future trunks two different trunks is that's cool but then like this is little kid trunks grown up so you look at him and you're like yo you look just like future trunks but that kind of suck <laughs> You like run the boardroom mm, and shit. Okay, so they basically showing how they're two different people. Not on purpose. I mean, that's all I can think of because Trunks is one of my favorites. But yeah, I feel first, it. I think it's the first eighteen episodes. They they're genuinely bad. But at the end of those eighteen episodes, Baby comes into play. It's a Sufurian who you know wants to take revenge against the Saiyans for blowing up his planet. Very similar to shit to what we're seeing with Granola and the Cerulians, actually. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he starts taking over Saiyans and turning. And then he took and... over Vegeta. Yeah, I know. I know about that art. I've heard about that from Geekdom. That's some dope shit. So you think I should start it right around there? Yeah, episode eighteen, twenty, somewhere in there. Yeah, I might give it a shot. I might as well. But I've I've been bored. I have. I need a long running show. I mean, you watched all of the OG Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my shit right there. I love that shit. I like that better than Dragon Ball Z. So and somebody I... like you, you too. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love Kid Goku. I think Kid Goku's a better. That's just my opinion. He's hilarious. <laughs> like, and there's like stakes with it, you know. Like, yeah, 
that first time Krillin dies in OGDB, it's like, that shit holy hurt. shit. And Goku freaks out and screams in the street and just starts running after his murderer. And then yeah, the- I, was, I think that was the first time you really seen Goku have that type of emotion. Because usually Goku is more like, you know, non-caring type of free earth type of person. But like, shit got real. Yeah, you know what? I just like how the tech, it was more technique based than the tournaments. I, just, I don't know. I just felt like it was more, I just liked the show. Z is not bad. I understand it's more of the stakes getting pit up higher. You know what? Yeah. Is- I mean, they trade in the, the comedy of Dragon Ball when they get to Z for the sci-fi explosions and action and shit, which is cool, but... I just don't feel like they the techniques just disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gravitates less... Uh, it gravitates away from martial arts and more towards just, like, straight up how much power do you have? Like, there's three full fucking... Well, I guess four if you count, like, the other world tournaments or whatever, but... There's three tournaments of Dragon Ball, you know, like it's a very martial arts one versus one fighting kind of show. And there's a few other adventures in there in between, like the first time they get the Dragon Balls versus yeah. the Red Ribbon Army. But it's kind of all, you know, well, then I like these other tournaments. So, yeah, I, I like Dragon Ball more for that, too. Like much more based in fighting and not power. Yeah, I, 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 I like the character. I don't know. I like the characters more. I like um. Tao Pao Pao, I like him. Oh, dude, Tao Pai Pai. Well, last night in our Discord server, I watched a block of Tao Pai Pai episodes. I've actually, only because I have it right here, Tao Pai Pai episodes. Let's see if I can get this shit on camera for you. Yeah, uh, oh, Tao for... Pai Pai episodes. 59, 60, 60 64. Which one is the one where he uh, knocks the tree down and jumps on that bitch and just fly? I love that part. Oh, he does it a few times. He definitely does it in 59 with a pillar. I think he does it in 64 with a tree. Oh, that, is def- that 59? That's when he kills that one dude with his tongue in it. Oh, yeah. That's uh, General Blue, I believe. Uh, and then I got the DBZ one, 170 over here, because that's uh, when Cyborg, Cyborg Tau, which again is another oh, yeah. fucking Toei filler. Uh, you know, Tau is alive later on in between the Cell games or reading up to the Cell games. And he's Go regular. Home. Now no, that I think he's still a cyborg. Is he still a cyborg? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's fun to see him. He's fucking around with. Uh, they were still trying to get those boys. Boot. I think it's called the they're like some like bootlegger gang that like shakes everybody down in town while Cell's like wreaking havoc on all the nearby towns. And they still trying to get the Dragon Balls. Like to me, it's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not trying to run into Goku. Like, I'm not like. I mean, he sees Kid Gohan and he's like, reminds him of goku it's one of the only it's one of the few times in dragon ball z where they have a flashback to og dragon ball it doesn't happen super often but one of the few times that i can remember but he sees gohan super saiyan like blonde hair white fucking like chinese collared shirt on or whatever he sees him and he's like oh, that reminds me of the worst ass whooping i ever got in my life from son goku <laughs> years ago or whatever and he has the flashback to, you know, when jumping on his shoulders, punching him in the head, kicking the grenade up at him and having it explode. They, he was the first supervillain of uh, of Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, then, he, was he, the, he was the first one to take serious. Episode then, you always know Goku's <laughs> going to win pretty much. I mean, General Blue with like his telekinesis shit, whatever. But like, Tao Pai Pai shows up and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of scary. Like, Jesus. He, 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 he beat Goku if it wasn't for that um. That um Dragon Ball, he was none because that um, Dodon Ray was the sh- was um was the most the most deadly thing when it first showed up. Blasted him twenty three. I only know this because I just edited a podcast about it in the last few days. It blasts him twenty three hundred kilometers when he hits that Dodon Pod with the Dragon Ball. Oh, damn! That's like how did y'all measure that? that? That says it. It says it in the. Uh, so it, it, I just watched that episode last night. It says it in there too. 
Oh, I didn't know uh, that. That that Karin's tower is like twenty three hundred. Blah 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 blah. But in a movie that we're doing all the movies on my podcast right now. So okay, we're not doing manga or news or whatever. We're doing all the movies in order. So a couple of days ago, I was editing the OG Dragon Ball movie number three, Mystical Adventure, which Tao Pai Pai is very heavily featured in that movie. And they say that he knocked Goku twenty three hundred miles, so like the twenty three hundred kilometers, like to the northeast or whatever the fuck. And I like did the math out. It's like uh, from here in Massachusetts to like uh, Kansas City like halfway across the motherfucking country yeah it explains why he couldn't do nothing after that shit yeah because usually goku jumps up he had to have what's his name carry him up the tower uh yajirobe one of my which he still had like some type of he was good in dragon ball like he was yajirobe was good in dragon ball so uh, the reason i got all the tournaments and all that shit in my mind is because i think this new movie is going to be a tournament movie the tenkaichi budokai has a history of having people who are like superhero ass great saiyaman is the obvious fucking example but like people who have had to conceal their identity to be able to conceal their power um so yajiro uh, yajirobe does it and i think it's the 23rd budokai with yeah uh, with the man Piccolo Jr. when he has his mask on in the preliminaries. Uh, and that same one, Shen, Kami-sama, same kind of idea, but just, you know, mm. dresses up like an old man. Uh, Oob does it in Dragon Ball GT in whatever Budokai that is, like the 30th, 29th, who fucking knows. I had a meltdown last night about how I don't know what the Budokai numbers are, really. Like, I fuck them up all the time. So Papaya Man is what Oob enters as, and he has, like, this ridiculous mask and shit. Uh, Mighty Mask, go ten and trunks, trying to get around the uh, whole... Oob had a mask? I didn't know Oob had a mask. I thought he was regular. No, he entered... He, like, basically doesn't tell anybody he's going to be entering into the Tenkaichi Budokai and just shows up, but... Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. Papaya Man, which I think is a reference to the fact that the Tenkaichi Budokai took place, at least back in the OG stuff. I don't know if they still reference it like that, but it used to take place on Papaya Island. Uh, Papaya Man, Mighty Mask, Yajirobe, Shen. So if this movie is a turn, that, that, that would make in like the boys, the boys meaning like Gohan, Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Krillin, maybe just Krillin just enters in his cop fucking garb and has like a striker from Mortal Kombat vibe going or something. Gohan enters as the great Saiyaman. Piccolo enters as some kind of Majunior. I mean, yeah, maybe he enters as a different name. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I can't think of a reason valid enough to warrant them all suddenly deciding to conceal their identities and go by different names or maybe by different costumes, like Gohan does. So yeah, I don't know. I say I think this, like this, for this movie to take place, I don't know. I don't think Goku and Vegeta is gonna be in it. I think if they are, it's going to be like a small bit of the movie. Tournament gives them a perfect excuse to still be there, but not, and really, not really be there. They're not really able to overpower anything because it's not like they're going to be the ones at the end. No doubt about it. Like Goku could like trip out of fucking bounds and it's or this is or Vegeta could trip out. That would be stupid. Vegeta wouldn't trip out of bounds. But my point is uh, the 28th Budokai. All right. 28th. I. I have a lot of apologizing to do on my show this week because I'm an idiot and don't know the numbers. But the 28th Budokai is the one that happens at the end of Z. That's when Pan brings Goku uh, and, excuse me, Goku brings Pan to the tournament and Mm -hmm. she enters, smacks some people around. Oob shows up. Goku and Oob leave in the middle of it. And I think I looked into it last night. I don't think anybody is assigned the winner of that one. If it is, it's probably just Mr. Satan and Boo again. Like it's that maybe they're just disqualified or whatever. Uh, 
whether or not the tournament went on or not, I'm not sure, but let's say it did go on. Oob and Goku are out of the movie at like the fucking end of the first act, and we still have like another 45 minutes to see something Even what, what, with Vegeta, some other characters being Gohan, I would hope, I would think. Uh maybe I don't think Gohan was in it, it was um Goten and Trunks. Well, if Goten and Tr- oh yeah, that's right, Gohan wasn't in it. Ooh, was he not in it? He wasn't in it. I think he was sitting next to um Videl. If we're rewriting this thing anyway, though, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it kind of would follow up perfectly up off of what we saw him do last, uh, at least in terms of animation. And the I low key want them to retcon the end. Yeah, me too. I think this is what this could be. Yeah, like the fact that Pan is aged up to the point where she's in kindergarten. So kindergarten, you're like five, six years old. So that could be about the same age she was at the last of Z. End of Z, I think I believe she's four years old. So. We'd oh, then that would be cool if, like, the mystery cabinet, um is ooh. It could be that. I mean, that's the other thing, too. They made that reference, like, an unexpected character plays a major role. But see, I don't know, because I, now I want the anime. See, now when you were talking about the anime should come back first, now I want the anime to come back first. So, all right, I'll say to you, I'll say to them what I said to you before we hit record, right? Yeah. I didn't talk about this on my show last week because, you know, I've been processing this news. I don't think I like the title. I don't think I like the animation. I'm happy that there's going to be a time skip. Like I'm, I'm going to like this mental back and forth shit, you know. But it occurred to me that everything we're seeing in the manga right now, Moro, Granola, there's no way we're not going to see those arcs animated. Whether or not we'll see Broly animated, I don't know. That's a fifty-fifty in my opinion. But when the anime does come back, that's hope we're not. going to see Granola. Excuse me, we're going to see Moro, then we're going to see Granola. Yeah. So this movie is going to come out in 2022. And we know that it's going to jump forward in time from the stuff that we are currently seeing in the manga, which we've still yet to see put into an anime. Broly was released in December of the year that it came out, December 2018, January 2019, when it came out here in the States. I could very easily see them putting this new movie, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, in December of 2022. Still technically in 2022, but mm-hmm. it's basically 2023, you fucking assholes. Like, they know how long they're making us wait. It's a long way away. Like it's 16 months yeah. from now. Uh, given that they're giving us the time skip and we haven't seen the stuff in the manga put into the anime yet. I think it's very realistic and very possible that before we see this movie, we will see the announcement and the return of the Dragon Ball Super anime before this movie drops. Because it doesn't make any sense for them to give us this movie with aged up characters, this new visual thing or whatever, it doesn't make any sense for them to reset with us there just to get us ready for an anime series to come back. That's going to throw us back three years in the past in terms of their timeline. After we just saw aged up pan and whoever the heck else is aged up, that's- it makes zero sense to to push us backwards like that. So um, I think it makes, not only does it make sense, but I think uh, it's quite possible. That's what I'm hoping. I'm going to have to um, definitely go back and look in the manga and make sure it ain't nothing that can, like, you know, contradict that and see, like, if Pan was shown in those arcs as still a kid. You know what I mean? Because they might try to, like, since she was never shown. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure there's shots of her being a baby and shit. Yeah, because I remember exactly, like, in Broly, she was a baby. And I think that's not that far from Broly when all this shit is happening. Yep. Exactly. I think uh, it's Broly. No, it's Fakatsu No F where she spent some time with Piccolo. Is that it? No, I mean, when, when like Beerus was holding her, when like, yeah, um, 
and Broly. She was oh, still be, a baby. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, and we know that Broly takes place before Granola and before Moro. Don't know if we really, it's very possible we've seen a quick shot of her in these two arcs in the manga. I don't remember because it's month to month chapters and it's been uh, two fucking years worth of chapters. So. I, hate, I, I I wish they'd go to at least a two weeks, two week chapter, you know, like um, bi weekly or I know weekly is bull. Is that's a lot. That's a spectrum a lot. And most people who do weekly usually get burned out. They usually get burned out, have to take out months. That and that's been home. And that's been like every uh manga artist lately. Cause I think somebody just recently had to take a break. I forgot who that was. Um, um I think Horikoshi from My Hero Academia had to take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Uh but Toriyama back when he did the original I think Black Clover, he had to take a break too. Oh, uh, maybe it's that dude. Uh Toriyama back then was weekly, you know, from 1984. And that's coming off of being weekly on Dr. Slump. And like he did some kind of fucking other like limited dragon thing. I forget what it was called. Um, before Dragon Ball, like he was doing weekly manga every single week for like 15 years, probably a chapter every single week written yeah. and drawn all by him. Like, yeah, that's, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's and, a lot and of like, work. They've fine-tuned the machine now for these monthly events for Dragon Ball. In the absence of the anime, I think they've done a really good job building, you know, a quote-unquote event each month for us to look forward to with the chapter. Yeah. Um, I think last month they kind of blew their load with the spoilers, but usually the spoilers give you a good tease, and then you get something else at the end, and you're like, oh, shit, and you talk about it for a month. You know, they do a good job. What I was going to say now is, like, a theory we had on our last system, I guess we're kind of moving to talking into the about the manga now. Hmm. Um, a theory you said that they might not see Frieza in this arc. I'm kind of starting to go kind of believe that a little bit now. Start going towards that because I'm starting to think he doesn't really have to show himself in this uh-huh. arc. Because to, cause to me, if Goku and Vegeta can convince him to have like almost a character change, He's gonna go. He's gonna team up with them to fight whatever, like these eaters. I don't think Frieza is gonna be like a main point towards at the towards the end of this series. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because um, like, we cause, know that Alec and Gas are uh, arriving at the planet very soon. Mm-hmm. Like, that was maybe two chapters ago they gave us that, and we've since seen Goku get dropped twice and Vegeta take over and have this transformation. So they're due to pop up any minute could be next month or whatever yeah the august chapter could be september i don't know that's what i'm thinking like i think if they're they're gonna do frieza he's gonna have to at least make us some type of appearance or they're gonna have to do something to initiate frieza within the next two months because i i I don't if if not i don't think he's showing up in this well that's the thing we don't i don't think we have any kind of indication as to how far we are into this chapter i think a lot of people think this this uh this is coming up is is toward the end like i think a lot of people think this fight that we're watching now is like the end of the the middle part i don't think this is the end i think we're kind of like in like either the middle or maybe not even past the first act because i think we're still like in the first act yeah i think we're maybe toward the end of the first act the second act will be the heaters showing up and getting involved and then it's being vegeta granola and the heaters and then maybe the third act is like they unite to defeat the heaters. Goku, Granola, Vegeta. Granola's power burns out and he dies at the end of the event. And that's how the arc wraps. 
Or it could be like, hey, we defeated the heaters and now Frieza shows up and now we all have to work together to defeat him in the third act. Like, I think it's pretty possible. The only thing is, I don't know if Frieza would be worth pitting in this unless Frieza is stronger. You know what I mean? If Frieza is not strong enough to be in this, I I just don't think they're going to pit him there. That's why I think um, either Frieza or that android from the last arc is something's probably gonna happen with them like that that might come that much something they might intertwine with the art but i just don't know if frieza actually is gonna fight because i don't i don't think he's the type of person who's gonna fight knowing he's gonna lose well like looking at it from a writing perspective they're they've been pretty assertive about keeping frieza in the main stable of characters the last few years and i don't think they're gonna tack him on to the end of this already pretty big arc to be like all right, Frieza, it's do or die. You got to fight the boys again. And if you lose at the end, you're not just going to blast off into the fucking universe like Team Rocket. They're going to kill you. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of continue to further berate and undercut the badassery that is Lord Frieza. So, yeah, and just making them lose like every like this. Yeah, um, I, my buddy Reese calls him Team Rocket ass Frieza or whatever the fuck. Like, I feel it. Off again. But he's still my favorite villain. Oh, I dude, love he's iconic. He's one of the best. And his dialogue, the shit he be saying is just hilarious. He's one of the uh, best shit talkers there is. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I love the freezer art. Just just to hear him, just you filthy monkeys. And you know, have you ever seen Yu Yu Hakusha? I've never really watched it. No. Oh, uh, the same voice actor that does him in, um that does in dub for um Dragon Ball Z plays um a character on there. And I just heard it. It was like they was it was they were making like a smart, like a sassy remark. And I was like, that's Frieza. Oh, oh, oh this is hilarious. I think that's I want to say as Linda Young, I believe, yep. who did the OG mm-hmm. dubs. Uh because she plays a character called Genkai too. And that's how I realized. Yu Yu Haku shows fucking spirit detective shit, spirit gun mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, that's one I've always wanted to watch, but I've never watched. Yeah, you did. Oh, are you um? I not. Uh, I think for my last conversation, do you say you only watch Dragon Ball Z and My Hero? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of anime over the course of my life, but like stuff that I keep up with currently, that's yeah, pretty much it. Okay, I see. Um, I want to watch the second season of Promise Neverland, but I heard it's shitty. I love the first season. Yeah, the second season the is second shitty. Season. I heard it's fucking terrible. So you um you all you you up to date with My Hero? Uh, not the comics. I'm not reading the books. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know how to do with the mug. I, I forgot. Yeah. <sighs> I wish I was, dude. And I actually started to read. I do another podcast, by the way, listeners, called Super Dope Plus Ultra. Want to check that shit out? Uh, me yeah, I have Kelly. to. It's amazing. Uh, cool, man. Thanks. Uh, listen, this is my thing with the manga now. They, I started reading the chapters as like the episodes aired so I could be like, you know, spot the differences and shit. I realized that. Each episode is like usually three or four chapters, like a yeah. month's worth of manga is an episode, which I thought was pretty interesting in terms of pacing and production, uh, plot beats, whatever. But, it's speed. You got to think how fast it's playing out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but when I got to what I guess, you know, my, my co-host Kelly like kind of gives me hints like, yeah, this is or isn't following the comic book, however well. So when mm-hmm. they didn't start doing the My Villain Academia shit, Oh, to the Endeavor arc instead. I was like, oh, I was reading these chapters in order. And I'm afraid I'm going to start seeing shit I'm not supposed to see. I'm just, I'm just going to wait for the season to end. And then I, actually, the rest I heard the they're going to do that next. Yes, because this Endeavor arc has been dope. I've had a blast with it. I like it. 
I one thing I always thought I like that he's getting his arc, but I, one thing I always thought was like the massive difference between first and second, and then between him and my um All Might and him and him, and then him having to take All Might's position and there still being that big difference and people like yeah you're not All Might you know you know what I mean like yeah. It, I think it was last week's episode. He's he has like a, a series. The first half of the episode is just like a series of flashbacks of Endeavor throughout the series. But one of them is the conversation that he has with All Might in the bleachers, uh, not the bleachers, but like the you know up high seats or whatever fucking tournament they're at. And All Might's like, I, I know, I'm aware that people are comparing you to me, just you know, given the circumstance of, you know, you don't have to be a symbol like I was trying to be a symbol. You can make it your own thing, be your own guy. And then he has like this recurring theme of villains continuing to call him like, uh, you know, the, the the light in the darkness that like it attracts darkness or whatever. And like mm, having yeah. like his bright fire and flame that everyone you'd think would be like kind of united by now that all in the absence of all might got this new number one hero with this shining bright power. Yeah. And everyone's just like, you're mean, you're darkness, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But whatever, he's making the attempt to atone with his, you know, family, trying to be a better hero. I mean, he is an amazing hero. Watching the boys try to keep up with him the last few episodes has been fun. He, he, he is a good, see, it's just, when you have to, when the bar is, like, up here, like, you got to, like, reach that bar. It's it's hard. And then, and then it's, like, a lot of people don't realize that, I mean, All Might, that's just not just his quirk. You know, it's just not just his power. He has the power of, like, a whole lot of people. And that's, like, you know. So I, I always just felt a little bit for Endeavor. Because I was like, now you number one. And you just can't do what number one was doing. You know what I mean? Nobody I felt like All Might basically yeah. had the planet in his, like, in his hands. And <laughs> nobody could do what All Might did. And that's the thing that not only, I mean, the world is coming to fucking. Starting to notice that. that. I mean, I think the other more interesting thing, or I guess less interesting now that All Might's out of the picture when he first learns that All Might has been injured this whole time and that he's only been operating, you know, on three or four hours a day of his hero fucking capacity. Yeah. And Endeavor's like, I'm competing with a third at that level or like that inability. Like you're that fucking crippled with your power right now because of this injury you've sustained. And I can't even keep up with that. I'm struggling <laughs> with that. Like he's just his feelings are just so slighted, dude. There's a flashback in the episode that came out yesterday where it's like several years earlier. He saves somebody and he's like giving a police report to the cops. And the cops are like, Thanks, Endeavor, you're so great. We appreciate you. And he's like, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking all oh, might would have done it sooner than I did, right? And I'm just like, Jesus, Endeavor. Oh, dang. So insecure about yourself. That's See? him from the past. So yeah. grown better. He's a tone. See, but so you think it might have it might have had to take an event for All Might to actually lose his power for him to actually see how good he was actually as a hero. Because being compared to it, that's hard. That's like if people compare Batman to Superman and be like, no, it, <laughs> it like you're not getting the same efficiency, the same type of stuff. Bat um, Superman can do just flying in the air. Batman's gonna have at least two or three months prep time to do that. It'd be like Superman versus Pyro from the fucking Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Like, same kind of quirks. Yeah. But, like, Endeavor has managed to take his Pyro powers and do things that Pyro could never fucking dream of doing. And he still gets compared to fucking Superman. (laughs) See, the the only thing I think 
they're gonna either have to give Endeavor, I guess, a power up, but I really don't think my my hero works like that. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so either. I think it's a more I, one. I mean, we were talking about Dragon Ball, uh, OG Dragon Ball being more about like martial arts and techniques and things like that. One thing I think I like about My Hero Academia is they often do like the thought process of a heroes or whatever a combatant's strategy and how they take somebody down in the action, but they do it in a cool way where it's like internal monologue shit and they're like talking mm-hmm. through it and it's like. Ooh, wow, brilliant little thing that you thought of there, Midoriya. This is why you're a great tactician or whatever the fuck. And it's it's entertaining the way they explain that instead of just Deku strong, Deku smash, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're basically kind of showing them use the strategies and techniques to bring people down. And basically, it's more like their quirks being the thing, the, the difference maker. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, um, I, I guess you got, if you've seen Hunter x Hunter, and it's basically how like the ability is more seen than like the characters you know what i mean yeah and i think with the abilities too it's like not only what they are but like how they use them yeah and then i think they can like increase the strength of their ability or something like that hmm. can they by train i thought they had an arc like that or something uh if they had i mean a lot of what they're doing in this endeavor arc right now at least in terms of bakugo Toroki and midoriya is he gives them some kind of uh motivational speech at the beginning of the work internship about being able to focus and release all of your power concentrated in an instant and that's like the level of preparedness you have to be at to be able to be the best hero like it's some kind of fucking metaphor mm, that i get lost okay. in, soup in for sure but like i guess like being always on guard type shit always ready to expel all your power at once just in case you have to because that's what heroes are ready to do all the time which I guess in turn makes them stronger because they're ready to just fucking Detroit smash people at all times. I don't know. Interesting. Or Hellfire Flash some shit. Um. Anyway, Boku no Hero Academia. You like that shit? Super Dope Plus Ultra. That's another podcast that I do with my friend Kelly. She's a girl. Yeah. Oh, we might as well. Um. For the last part of this, talk about what we think is going to happen in the next chapter of the um Dragon Ball Z Super. At least half of it's got to be Vegeta delivering all of the ass whoopings, right? You think you think they're gonna let him beat his ass? At least for the first half, dude. Like, like, there's no way you can have that transformation happen in the last panel of this most recent chapter, and he get his ass. Have Vegeta with his no eyebrow, have an ass, do nothing afterwards. I feel like he's gonna do something, but I don't know if they're gonna let Granola just get his ass whooped. They will for a little bit, and then Granola's fucking wish from these Dragon Balls that gives him the ability to stay stronger than whoever that is currently else in the universe. That's oh, how you that think, wish works. You think, you think that's how the wish is going to work? I do. I do. If, if that's how the wish is going to work, oh, yeah, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> but eventually what's going to happen is... But that means his lifespan is going to have to go down. Exactly. As the, he continues to use more and more of his power because it's elevated by the Saiyans pushing it up and up and up, it's going to burn his life force down. So this fight's just going to go until Granola's time is up. Um, They could do that and basically kill Granola by the end of the arc by having this fight do that. Yeah, have I can see that. Instead of having him have three years, yeah, that could happen. That's exactly what I think will happen. And then it'll be like right around the time that him, Goku, and Vegeta all make nice to be able to unite to go against Alec and the Heater Gang when they realize that Alec has been playing Granola like a fiddle the whole time. Hachim Granola was like, all right, Saiyans, I believe that you don't work for Frieza. I haven't seen him at all show up, and I think that he would have by now if that was uh, the case, if you worked for him. So let's uh, unite and defeat 
these electric motherfuckers are with the heaters. Let's, let's beat their dumbasses. And just as they're about to, Granola fucking perishes and fades away because his time is up. And then Goku and Vegeta finish the job. They all go back to Earth. And we get ready for Dragon Ball Super. Superhero. You know what? Later. You know what would be fucked up, though? If they had, like, Frieza come out of nowhere and kill him? <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't that be that would be such a freezer thing to do well It'd be uh, even better if granola beats everybody and he's just like standing over everyone's dead bodies on a pile like fuck fuck you goku vegeta yeah. alec gas and then freezer just shows up he's like oh ho, ho, ho. Psh, death beam through his heart uh, that's what i'm thinking freezer do it's gonna be one of those off guard he wasn't paying attention type shit that yeah. they always allow to happen in Dragon Ball, so it's 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 canon. But Goku okay, if gets I had... dropped by a laser beam like once every other year now, that's that's not just me talking out of school, man. That's like actual moments on the Dragon Ball timeline. Do you th- so do you, you think um, Goku's gonna be up and moving around next arc? Next well, chapter? that's the thing, dude. He woke up uh, in seventy four for a brief like two. When he wakes up in, in this chapter, he just wakes up and screams. And he's like so, much, he's got a big hole in his chest and shit. But he was he he kind of got up when he was kind of explaining like Goku um, Vegeta had the um, God aura or something. Yeah, then that's the second time they use him in the chapters at the end when he's like, "Wow, that's God key," and then you see Vegeta's eyebrowless, stupid looking fucking face. Um, I just want to say I want to know how much difference in power that is though, because like uh, now because now they're making it seem like Beerus is stronger than you know the Super Saiyan Blue. You know what I'm saying? Was it who was it you who said it to me, or was it somebody else about Tapo's aura and the tournament of power? That was that was that was me. That was you. I remember, baby. So maybe he got something similar to those, like this, those abilities. That, not maybe not those abilities, but like that level of power up. I mean, Tapo mm. was pretty badass before that, and then all and of a then sudden he got that, and then everybody yeah. got the purple shit around him, and his mustache looking even scarier somehow. Because I can say, like, he was, at first, he was just as, as powerful as Goku and regular Blue, but then he did that transformation. He was kind of up there with him with the Kaioken and everything. Yeah, and then it took his Vegeta, Super Saiyan Blue Evolution, perfected, whatever the hell. Explosion. Goddamn mess beat. that was, dude. I, just, I was just thinking some of the things, like, you know, like that shield he made, like, you couldn't touch him because it made everything destructive. That, I mean, that's going to take away um, Granola's pressure points. Unless Granola has a another another ability, which True. I think he does. I feel like Granola has a lot of abilities we haven't seen. Well, he's going to have a lot less of them after my boy Vegeta snatches out that right eye. Oh, you think he's going to take the... Yeah. Oh, dude, he takes that right eye out. Fucking game over. But it, it looked like he also has somebody helping him, too, with aim assist. Cause, cause, yeah, so we've been talking a long time on my show. I feel like at least most of the year, like... I forget how fucking infrequently these chapters come out and how long we've been talking about who the fuck oatmeal is. We've all been wondering, like, is it somebody he's talking to at like a space station somewhere else or mm. in his home base? Or is it like an AI, like a, a like a, an assistant, like Jarvis is to fucking Tony Stark, you know? That's what I'm kind of thinking it is, like an AI type of thing. Once once it helped him with aim assist, I'm like, it has to be. It has to be. And it cause like it, like how the way it's like talking to him like when it was like oh the other saying was saying the same exact thing like oh it, I I think the it's way he talks to AI. him is very personable though yeah like, that was exactly my point I'm like he talks to him like he's a person he like, has to explain shit to him simply you know 
like that was my exact example. Like, oh, that's what Goku said. Remember, remember that granola? But then all of a sudden, he's like helping him with his bow and arrow insist and shit like that. Um, if I had to say this next arc, I think it's probably going to be an even fight, but I don't think they're going to finish the fight. I think the eaters are going to do it, probably do something to inter- intervene with this. I think they're either going to get the Dragon Balls and make their wish, which to me is like, this is some, these Dragon Balls need to be the ones we need to be going for because they make wishes within the, was it, is it even been a year? That's the thing though. I don't think we know for a fact how long that- it's been how long it's been like not only how long it's been but also how the dragon balls work for that set of dragon balls like it's only two of them yeah sure but like do they wait 30 days do they wait a month do they wait a year if it's like 30 days yeah they're probably able to use them again right now and they're not stone and they can pick them up on the dragon ball radar that they stole from capsule corp Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is always if they are able to use them again there is always some kind of negative uh, drawback to the wish, apparently, as they've evidenced yeah. with Granola's wish. Maybe they don't collect them at all. Uh, I don't know. I think Gas is going to be the one who factors in the most, at least in yeah. terms of the fighting. Like so I think either, and... either Gas is going to get the um, the wish. He's they're going to give him the, the ability of the wish, or he's or they're going to be able to absorb seven three. That's that's the only way I can see them actually being able to fight. That's the other thing too, man. Seven three still out there as well. So that's what I'm thinking. Like either seven three is getting absorbed or those other dudes. So seven three, I, I uh, what I heard is that he he might still actually have some of that ultra instinct still in his program, which I don't hmm. know. Uh, did seven three use ultra instinct in the moral arc? I uh, when um when moral was inside of him. When he when you were moral ate him, yeah. Well, moral wasn't doing ultra instinct though, was he? Did I? Yeah, I mean, he did, at the end he did get ultra instinct. because remember he touched um, what's his name? And he got the orn back and got um, he t- what was the angel that um Maris? Oh, yes, God, dude. Oh, dude, I forgot all about that shit. I'll be honest, dude. I know a lot of people love the moral arc. <laughs> I loved how it started at the beginning of the moral arc. It, it was good. It, it kind of fell fun. off at the end. It, yeah, the beginning of it, they did a much better job at utilizing the entire cast to make it the Galactic Patrol a thing, and that was all really, really fun. Vegeta goes off to Yardrat. That's some fun shit. They cocked tease you with the idea of Vegeta's going to win. Not as fun, but like understandable. <laughs> and then it gets to the end of that arc, and it's like, I have Ultra Instinct. You have Ultra Instinct. Oh my God. I'm a I big just thought of something. I'm a, what's that? Spar for Spirit Vision. That could be a game changer in this granola fight. So I thought that too. And in this chapter for 74, because he was using a clone, right? Like he split off a clone to fight Goku. I think Vegeta thought that maybe he was going to like reabsorb his clone to like fight Vegeta next, right? So when he walks up to him at first, he's like, Fusion and your clone ability won't work gonna do anything against me. And I think that's what he meant by that was that he knows forced spirit vision. Like you try to absorb that clone, I'm gonna separate the fuck out of you two in a heartbeat. I think mm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I could I, yeah, I could feel that. But I think uh yeah. I, that's forced. I think that's probably no, I don't know. I think in a minute, if our oh, this is also one thing I want to say before we end the podcast 
uh because uh, this is something i read it was like that um the god of destruction has their own type of ultra instinct that it's not the same like as the angels um and that um and that the thing what Beerus did was a different form of ultra instinct and i i I don't know how, how I feel about that because I was like, uh, like I guess like the training for God of Destruction. What you basically got to think of what nothing but what destruction. So I guess it's kind of pin you in a, like a certain type of mindset. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Ultra Instinct is like their so power. I had the realization. Maybe I said it to you last month. I don't know. I said it to somebody, but. I had the realization that like a few years back people were like yeah go who's gonna get some ultra instinct stuff in the tournament of power and he's gonna be like an angel because he's pure of heart and vegeta is like a god of destruction he's evil look this is how topo became a god of destruction i bet vegeta will take that same path blah blah blah, blah. i'm just I remember mean, hearing that shit and being topo like that was sounds always good I, I always thought it was fucking stupid but honestly yeah. here we are a few years later and i kind of enjoy it so i was wrong uh, it seems like that is definitely how they are progressing. Uh, I don't think Goku's gonna be the angel though. No, I don't think so either. And yeah. I don't think Vegeta is gonna become the god of destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, by but like for them to train in the ways of those two to be able to differentiate themselves from one another is yeah. ultimately what will that what what that will be. They did need that, so it wouldn't always be like okay, Goku got the transformation, or maybe half the arc later, Vegeta got that trans- same transformation. So it is cool that they're getting different transformations. It's possible that what Vegeta just transformed into, though, even though everyone's referring to it as like God of Destruction or Hakaisha and Vegeta, that what that power is, how it operates, does operate from a basis of instinct. Like, I can't remember exactly what his last line is, of ex- but he says something about, you know, Beerus told me that boundless power comes from. Yeah, I got it right something. here. What we I gotta pull it up. It's something it's it's something that kind of alliterates the word instinct is most definitely in his um in his description though. So it's entirely possible that Goku has that pure of heart, like free your fucking mind, ultra instinct thing, and Vegeta has this total destruction instinct thing, and it's you know, maybe it's called two different things for a while, but they're kind of like based off of the same idea, but that's what I was kind of I was kind of thinking like maybe like could you remember when um they did the tournament of tournament of um what was the tournament of power arc and yeah. um Jiren basically and he went like full power and like everything around him turned like red mm-hmm. that and I was kind of thinking like oh maybe that was like a type of version of Ultra Instinct. But maybe not. I don't know. Like, I mean, the, the way that it, I mean, put aside the fact that it's red, you know, imagine if Jiren's aura was purple instead. It does look very similar to what the Gods of Destruction does yeah. when they power up. Like when Beerus fucking powers up and whoops a mass at Bulma's birthday party gets real and even this is long before ultra instinct was even a thing too it gets real dark around him, the purple aura flares up and he fucking hands out chopstick beatings. So Yeah. But um that line it was like a god of destruction taught me that power driven solely from instinct is unbounded. Unbounded. I keep saying boundless. Unbounded. Power oh, like, directly from instinct is un is bound unbounded. Yep. Not bad. I remember most of the words. So I so I, I don't know. I think this is about to be so I think this is about to be some shit. Because oh, whatever yeah. it did, whatever happened, it basically healed them. 
from what bullshit uh, Granola was doing. And it scared Granola too, because Granola looked a little, little intimidated. He didn't seem like his old, like, oh, I'm still the most powerful guy. But I just like how I like Super Vegeta. His whole, I feel like he's given more off a king presence. I don't know if that's just me, but I feel like he's been giving off more of a king type of presence. It's the increased size of forehead. Yeah, it asserts dominance <laughs> over people. So that's how that, And it's him like cheering, like cheering on um, Goku, doing like the tournament of power. And like cheering on his Saiyan race, it's just I don't know. It's so just like- the underappreciated the thing, like the thing everyone's going to remember from seventy four is this transformation. And personally, a lot of people do like how it looks. I think it looks so fucking stupid with the eyebrows thing, but whatever. Everyone's going to remember the transformation. Nobody's going to remember the speeches that led up to that to transformation. And one of my favorite Vegeta speeches in such a long time. I'm talking like this is a top three Vegeta moment for me. I've watched all of Dragon Ball, you know, his speech about how he like kind of stops for a second. And he's like, ah, no planet to save. No people to fucking protect. Just battle me and my opponent in battle. This is my happy place. And I'm just like, Oh my god, like reading those panels gave me goosebumps. Just thinking about them now kind of gave me you know what that you know what that actually that line kind of showed is that he's been holding back. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't really or his brain at least in terms of like how uh engaged he is in the fight with his brain. Like I'm sure he's always fighting his hardest, but like he's not to me he's not he's not giving off the same destructive power that could destroy a planet basically that's what i'm saying he's got no other distraction uh distractions where he is right now which greases the skids to destruction no equals destruction my favorite speech from him is the whole okay you might be more powerful than me now but that's only for a period of like a moment and that basically he was talking yeah. about like, he, he's getting more powerful during them fighting. That's fight. my favorite thing I'm, about battle. I'm over here sitting here like Vegeta's killing it right now. Vegeta's killing it. Yeah. This is the dialogue right now. Oh, it's so good. Like 73 was good action chapter for Goku versus Granola. Very entertaining fight. Not It wasn't to say Vegeta's fight wasn't entertaining, but Vegeta's dialogue is what made this chapter happen for most people. But those two lines that we just talked about, like the one that you just mentioned was my favorite one. I posted that shit on Instagram. Like the moment the chapter dropped, I'm like, this is so badass, dude. I'm like, yeah, but tattoo this shit on my fucking forehead, guy. But like, I've already forgotten about it. Thinking about his stupid, dumbass, eyebrowless, purple hair transformation. You know, people are going to fucking forget about that one. I can't wait for the animation to come back. I have to see what they're doing with that. I want to see if the aura is fiery. I want to see what's going on with all that. It's going to be purple. Some lightning bolts and shit. You'll see. It'll you think come it's gonna back. be purple? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I a mean. purple. Like go go watch. I think it's episode one twenty six of Super when Topo does his thing. I think it's around there. Maybe it's one twenty two. I, I no, it's not one twenty two because that's right. All right. I think it's like one twenty six. He has like a red aura around him, red purplish kind of dark stuff. It's mostly purple and dark shit, but I think okay. that's how it'll look on Vegeta. Um It'll be interesting to see next month how much of an ass whooping he hands out. But unfortunately, I don't think it'll be much more than like half the chapter because the heaters are going to probably show up or Goku's going to be like, hey, guys, I'm back and interrupt shit. Like, who knows? Something's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, I think that probably in the podcast, we've probably been off about, about an hour and 12 minutes now. Oh, my God. Are you keeping watch on the clock? I'm sorry. This has been such a brutal experience for you, Rayshon. My apologies. 
No, no, I just happened to look down at the, at the No, no doubt, dude. I appreciate you having me. I could talk about Dragon Ball for like six hours at a time. So somebody's got to read me in eventually. Um, thankfully, I do it every single week on Dragon Ball Super Dope. And there's like 225 episodes of those bitches. So go. You got to you gotta have me on. You got to have me on the episode. We should get you on for the manga review next month. I'm on it. I'm for it. I always, I always read it because I like, I like it because that um that manga comes out in Baruto, so it's kind of like my little morning. And we might be able to do it on like a Friday or Saturday night too, mm-hmm. um, because it's like a weird drop date. I think it's gonna drop on a Wednesday this month because I think they've been dropping on the twentieth on the Shonen Jump apps, but mm-hmm. I think Dragon Ball like got their own website this month to drop it a day earlier on their own exclusive website. Oh, so, so they might drop it on the 19th? I think either the 18th or the 19th, yeah. So it's either um, a Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could do that. Yeah, so I think if, if it does drop on a Wednesday or Thursday, we'll probably record on like the Friday. Okay. Friday or Saturday. we figure it out. But yes, next manga fucking thing, because I'm doing these movies, man. I feel like, it. I you like OG Dragon Ball movies? I, you know what? I haven't watched the the, look, the ones where um, him as a kid because of the um the different voice from the um the Dragon Ball Z from the Dragon Ball anime mm. to the movies, it's like a different voice, and it just never translates to me. I gotta solve for that though. All you gotta do, watch it all in Japanese, baby. Technically, I could do. They that. got like the same fucking voice actor for Goku since nineteen eighty six. True, true, true. I that's <laughs> I mean technically I could do that. Yeah, just think about it. Japanese is way funnier. Anyway. I don't know. I, since you said it, I don't know if I actually watch Dragon Ball in Japanese. And a lot of people say you should. You should oh watch God. at least once in Japanese. You should, I don't think yes. I have. You should only watch it in Japanese, in my personal opinion. I get that people like the dubs or whatever. I understand why. I've watched a lot of dub in my life growing up on Tsunami and shit. I'm not hating on dubs. I just prefer sub. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I always watch it subbed if possible. Unless I'm you know, like throwing shit on, on the unless it's on cable and I just throw it on and have it on in the background. Or uh like I'm doing some work and I decide that I want to have Dragon Ball Z rolling in the background, which is never. But if I do and I can't actively watch the screen, I'll put on the English ones. I think when um when the super was coming out and like uh, the new episodes was in Japanese, that's the only time I really watched it in Japanese. But I'm probably yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. That's start my next my, my next little. I might actually start that night and start with Dragon Ball because I I haven't seen Dragon Ball in um, Japanese either. Watch the first thirteen episodes, baby. You want to do an arc review on the Pilaf saga? I mean, man, I feel it. I feel it. All right, cool, man. man. Well, I appreciate you having me again. I'll have you on for Super Dope Manga next month. And uh, yeah, your listeners, uh, thanks for listening to me babble about Dragon Ball. It's literally my favorite thing in the goddamn world. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. And basically, that's the end of it. See you for our next show. Super Dope!